the center of the universe and the Thrive15.com World Headquarters. Let's go! Presenting the world's only business school without the BS with optometrist and entrepreneur Dr. Robert Selner and the Forest Small Business Administration Entrepreneur of the Year in your ear, Clay Clark. It's the Thrive Time Show. Three, two, one. Boom, boom, boom. Guess who's back inside your room? It's the Thrive Time Show on your radio. And today I am joined with the co-host who has the most. It is Dr. Robert Zellner. Sir, how are you? Clay, I am fired up and ready to go. We're going to drop just a lot of business knowledge on everybody today. So if you're looking for politics, you're not going to find it here. If you're looking for like cooking um, or uh, how to be a better parent... Uh, you're probably not going to find that here. Would but you Would you be willing to answer any uh, North Korea related questions on the show today? <laughs> if If I framed them as an example, if I said, if you were investing in a North Korean business, would you decide mm. to invest mm. more or less right mm. now due to potential mm. military? You see what I did there? Kind yeah, of. Yeah, you kind of. You kind of. Would you did be willing that. to you, go there today? What you did is you did use a Trojan horse. You got a Trojan horse that looked like a business horse, and then inside <laughs> of it, you packed a political question to kind of get it into the box that rocks room. I see what you're doing there. Would you be willing to talk about religious views of the Palestinians versus the Israelis today? Oh That's my. something you get into. <laughs> Yeah, uh, no, no, and no. That, we're here to give, you, to give you knowledge on how to start and grow a business. This is business school without the BS. And you know what, they're Thrivers. We have two people inside the box that rocks today that are actually doing the American dream. They're actually, they've actually decided, hey, you know what, I want to start a business. But they did this crazy thing, and they actually did start a business. They actually got involved with the business. They're growing a business. And so... First off, we've got Arthur Greeno here of the Chick-fil-A fame. Arthur, how are you, my friend? Great. How are you guys? Sir, I am pumped up to to really just pump up your Chick-fil-A. So which which locations are your Chick-fil-A's? Which ones should the Thrivers come to to find you? Well, absolutely. The 71st and Garnett, and then the one inside Woodland Hills Mall. Okay, so 71st and Garnett and Woodland Hills Mall. Yep. And do you have a special or anything going on right now? I mean, are you doing any, some, any new hot sauce specials you're doing there at Chick-fil-A? Any great breakfast biscuit specials or anything kind of new? Well, I have to be careful because I have gotten in trouble before. So uh, what we're doing, actually what's coming out real soon, this is like secret knowledge here. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's actually a watermelon mint lemonade. Watermelon mint lemonade, is that a real thing? It is, it, and I didn't create it. So somebody else at the home office created it. So, um, but I thought it was going to be really weird, but it was fantastic. So it's coming out, I think, in the next month. Z, does that sound at all appealing to you? It absolutely does. Really? Yes. Wow. Okay. Okay. Now, uh, now, Arthur. But that's what, but with Arthur. He's a, he's a successful local businessman. That's why we love to have him on the show, because this show and all the things that we do on for our business coaching is all about mentorship. And not mistakes. We, matter of fact, had a little meeting before the show started, and Uh-oh. I'm real excited about the fact that you have, you 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 tried to do one business and you just fell through with mistakes, and now you've gone and you've traveled around and you've got mentorship, and you're going to re kind of reset that th- this new business this fall. So talk a little bit about that. That was a, that was a fun conversation. Well, I'm actually on the board for a, an organization called Tulsa Pop Kids for Literacy, and I'm in charge of fundraising. We thought um, let's do a fundraising thing that involves a comic con. Comic-Con? Yeah, but I um, I had some friends that were involved in one, and I actually invested in one, and and we watched it burn. Real quick, when you say say Comic-Con, I mean, are you referencing a communist communist gathering, uh Comic-Con? Yeah. This is not a political show. What do you mean by Comic-Con? Yeah, it all started in North Korea, 
And um, it's no, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, Comic Con is basically it's a pop culture event where you know, I mean, everyone inside of us has that internal, you know, Star Trek nerd or Superman nerd or whatever that may look like. Okay, so so you are promoting this. What are the details? Give us some more information. If someone wants to get involved in Comic Con uh, to to learn more about your organization, well, how can they get involved? Uh, they, we have a there's a website. It's uh, TulsaPopCultureExpo.com. And you can go there and see how we have all kinds of great, um, fun nerd events going on, as well as the event in October. And and this just in, Thrivers, we have Coach Calvert from Score Basketball inside the box that rocks. And Coach Calvert, you uh, you had uh, what seventy three kids come out this past weekend here for your uh, for your basketball shooting. camp. Is that correct? Um, for our shooting clinic. Okay, so seventy three humans. Uh, was it was there was was there a lot of energy there? Do you do you taser the kids? What does it look like when somebody comes out for your shooting clinics? Oh no, it's very exciting. The kids learn. The kids grow and develop. They have fun. The place is rocking because it's just crazy, wild, uh, moving and playing and having fun. Now, uh, Coach Calvert, you were telling me the story, and I wanted I wanted Zellner to hear this, Doctor Z to hear this because this blew my mind. You said you actually had an adult man in his thirties. Mm-hmm. who enrolled in your program because he wanted to be better at the men's league he's in. Is this is this real? Yeah, it, he was embarrassed because he couldn't hit a shot, he couldn't dribble, and all the guys wouldn't throw him the ball. He's like, I just want him to throw me the ball. So, so what, how, did, how did the story end? Okay, well, he, he got really good. In fact, he called me one day, he says, <laughs> you're not going to believe this. He said that I hit a couple of shots, I had never done that, and everybody stopped the game. And they said, wait a minute now, what's going on? What have you been doing? He said, I could not admit to them that I went and took lessons. See, I think this is what you should be doing, man. You, you, yeah. you, you should, the, 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 I mean, you'd be one of the only guys north of 50 in the basketball camp. You get a lot of individualized uh, yeah. uh, attention. And you're, you're a pretty skilled soccer player, but I think you could, you could probably take your athleticism and morph into an outstanding point guard for any of the men's leagues you want to join. Well, uh, Coach, what, what would be the, the chances of me getting the NBA, you think? Pretty, pretty high? <laughs> Can you? I'm not gonna lie on the radio. Uh, yeah, I will say that there is a five about a five seven guy dominating the NBA right now. Well, I'm five nine, so I mean, I yeah, can so dominate you got, even more. Oh. I can dominate that guy. Yeah, he, I mean, I just you have to use coaching. your left hand though. Oh, I said, well, yeah. So you're, but you're saying that there's no chance. You could, you have zero faith that you could coach me up to play in the NBA. Nobody could help you with the men's league. Oh, that's, that's about as far as it could that's go. That's fair enough. Because I was watching Thunder play the other day, and I thought, oh, if I could just go yeah, no and, kidding. Oh, just grab the beard by the beard. Just, uh, just kind of <laughs> <laughs> that's one way. Now, Thrivers, today we are talking about a, a subject that I think is uh, near and dear to the heart of anybody who actually owns a business, is it's getting people. How do you get people to actually use your systems? And I know that, that at Chick-fil-A, there are no problems. Everything works out perfectly over there. I know at Dr. Robert Zeldin Associates, everything works out perfectly over there. And I know at Score Basketball, there are no problems there as well. No mistake. Broadcasting live from the center of the universe, you're listening to The Thrive Time Show. But in many businesses, the owner gets motivated, they go to a seminar, they read a book, and they make these systems, see, they make the systems, but nobody's using the systems. You know, once they make the system, no one's using the system. So I'm going to start with a scenario number one, okay? We have a lot of thrivers who are texting us in, emailing us in, they say, I've made a script, I've made a phone script for my people to answer, but yet they're not actually using it. So I'm going to start with you, Z. What would you recommend that we do? If you're a thriver out there, you've, you've made this calling system, this script, you've got the phone recording system, the apparatus, you've bought the stuff. And all you want them to do is you want that person to answer the phone and to say, 
Thank you for calling Dr. Robert Zeller and Associates, and then to follow that script, how do you get them to do it? Well, first of all, you uh, sometimes it's a little intimidating to, to read a script off of there, so you have them role play, you have them read it a lot, you have them read it back and forth to each other, and then you also have to make sure that you're stressing the emphasis of it. You know what I mean? You have to make sure they know that it is a big deal and that you're paying them to do the systems in place. And it's always challenging. Now, when you hire someone day one and you have it, it's a little bit different than you've had someone that's been your employee for five years. They think they pretty much understand how to do the job. And then all of a sudden, like the saying goes, you have kind of an older dog, you're trying to teach it a new trick, can be more challenging than when you hire someone fresh. You say, here's, here's our systems, here's what we do, here's what you say. And, and then, then all of a sudden, now it's a, if they don't do it, at some point in your life, you go, you know, I'm kind of tired of asking you to do this. I'm kind of tired of giving you a paycheck every other week and realizing you're not doing what I'm giving you money to do. You know what I think I'm going to do? Instead of continuously going crazy and staying up at night trying to figure out how to motivate you, I'm going to do something to free my mind. What are you, what are you, what are you doing? I got that crazy eye, Z. You got that crazy eye. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something I should have done a couple weeks ago. What's that? I'm going to. I'm going to promote you to customer status. What does that mean? <laughs> I'm going to fire you. Can you, the, the yeah. ethics, Z, the lack of ethics, I mean, to, so you're saying if you, <sighs> if you can't make somebody, if they will not follow the script, you would, you would actually punt somebody into that customer status? I mean, Punt, puntification. I mean, here's the deal. If you have a clear understanding of what I'm giving you money to do, and you won't do it for whatever reason. I mean, Phil, and there's Clay. How many excuses have you heard over over your life with all the business you've owned? Well, under, I, I've discovered I've, bro- uh, I've broken them down into four categories. Okay, well, there, oh, beautiful. There's only four excuses the human uh, okay, race has. There's okay. different varieties. Right, right. Okay. So go, go ahead and ask me if I'm using the call script, and I will hit you with with all the four options. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Hey, Clay, I see that you're. Uh, we hear that you're not using the call script. What's up? This is my favorite one. Um, I wasn't. I wasn't. I guess I wasn't sure what you wanted me to do. I guess there's a miscommunication. I wasn't quite exactly sure what you were wanting me to do. You see what I did there? The miscommunication kind oh, of. Yeah. Arthur, yeah. has this ever been? I mean, I know Chick Fil A. There's no problems at Chick Fil A, but have you ever seen this in other companies, Arthur? Yeah, at other companies, I've seen that <laughs> all the time. Okay, so other companies never at mine. Yeah, never at yours. So you've seen that miscommunication move. Yeah, absolutely. That's the move, and that kind of almost puts it to where I don't even know whose fault that is. Did, did they not hear it? Did yeah, I not it kind of makes correctly? that confusion. Kind of makes that confusion. Yeah. Okay. So Clay, um, I still see that you're not following um, the script. Now this one works well if you're a female and you get pulled over by a member of the law enforcement community. It's the immediate emotion. It's the it's it's un. It's because un- they know that you're going to follow up, so they're they're ready for it, and they oh, yeah. so oh, they're, yeah. they're they're a crier. So here we go. I, I, I it's just I don't get any positive praise. I've got a lot of personal things going on. I can't find my keys. My dog died. Oh my, you know. Oh. And you've you've had that happen, hasn't it? Oh my gosh, yes. You introduce a personal situation, typically related to a child oh, or, yeah. or illness of your mother or a grandmother or a pet, and that allows you to have total clearance to say anything in the mind of that employee. Anything. anything. I mean, if you bring up Z, it's like, my wife is sick. 
I mean, I'm just going through a lot. You almost feel bad for saying. Yeah, now you're like, oh, my gosh, I didn't realize she's getting tested for breast cancer. That's, oh, oh bro, that's horrible, bro. See, now you feel oh. bad for even asking about yeah. the script. That's oh. a good move. Now, the third the third move. See, I'm ready for the third move here. This right, is the third right, move here. Right. Um, <clears throat> Clay, uh, thanks for stepping into my office here. I just wanted to go over one more time. Why aren't you using the scripts uh, properly? Now, this is the one that's the forgetful move. You go, oh, I, I forgot. Could oh. you? I forgot. I, I, I am so sorry. And then because we've all forgotten something at some point. Yeah. Now, how, how you can't be mad at someone who's, been, who's saying, oh, I forgot. You know, I just forgot. I mean, you, it's hard to be mad at someone who's just uncontrollably yeah, we've dumb. we've all forgotten something. Ooh. Right? Now, now, I've got move number four. This one's great. Z, you ready? Here we go. This all is right. move number four. Here we go. Right, here we go. Okay. Z, this is where I reverse the org chart and I become your boss. This is my favorite oh, one. Oh, Here we go. Oh, okay. uh, Dr. Z, I am so sorry I didn't use the script. If you could just remind me, if you'll just remind me, if you'll just you know put that on your list to remind me, that would be very helpful. And see, now I've given my boss something to do, and now that the fact that I haven't done it is now your fault. That's a move. Those are all four, and there's variations of all of those, <laughs> by the way. Those are all, th those are the moves. And you know what I tell people? You're going to put up with those moves for as long as you want to. Oh. And while you're doing it, don't fuss to me, all right? I had a buddy of mine, had a business, he had a um, you know, front, front desk lady, and she was just horrible. I mean, she, he, was, he felt like he had to tiptoe around her. You know, tiptoe around just her, terrible. And just terrible and oh. mean and bossy, and she kind of felt like she ran the place and ran him, and he felt like he worked for her, and it was just... It was just like, ah, uh, it was like a prison camp. And she, was the, she was the commandant. Unbelievable. I am, I am the commandant of this prison camp, and you do as I say. And so he, I was like, dude, how are you going to put up with that? He goes, uh, do I have a choice? I'm, yes, you have a choice. Now, it's Thri your business. Thrivers, we're going to talk to you today. The entire show today is about how to execute systems. After you finally built these systems, how do you get people to actually do what they're supposed to do? We're going to talk about legal uh, police-grade tasers. We're going to talk about slapping. Stay tuned. ThriveTimeShow.com. I'm Ken P. Lott, and I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Professional painting by Ken. Uh, quite a bit of stuff. Uh, a lot of stuff I know that I needed to do but didn't know how to do it. Uh, Web page, uh, how to hire people, sales, uh, making a schedule, making programs. I mean, just a lot of stuff. I mean, it's overwhelming, but it's good stuff that you can actually put to practice right away. It's a lot different than I expected. Uh, been to different workshops and uh, you just waiting for the sales punch, you know, and they give you ideas and stuff, but it's always 10 years down the road when you can actually apply the stuff that they're trying to promote. And this is not like that at all. It's very ground level, help you start a business and maintain and grow a bigger business. I like it a lot because he makes you feel comfortable makes you laugh so it opens you up to receive and hear better. Uh, this is great. It's a lot of interaction. You, you can ask him questions, you can help, he can, I mean if you don't understand something he can explain it more. So it's very, very helpful. I mean, it's, they're missing a lot because uh, a lot of businesses uh, probably do some of the steps that he's teaching but there's so much they can learn and to easy steps that they'll grow their business even better. It's not 
like any other workshop I've ever been to. Um, it's very laid back and a lot of information and it's a comfortable setting. It's, it's awesome. It's a really good, good experience. Nation. Welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. And today we are rejoined with the man with the plan, the the, the co-host with the most, the optometrist turned tycoon, and now the Daniel Boone of entrepreneurship. He's out there exploring vast, uncharted territories of the entrepreneur ship. It's an entrepreneurship. He's on. He's in the ship, steering it clear of danger. It is Dr. Robert Zellner. Sir, how are you? I like that song. Daniel Boone was a man. He's how's it going? <laughs> I have to look that up. I'm sorry that I, I could not Daniel Boone thing is just kind of a new, new little thing. I guess you just kind of you got to keep it fresh. I realize I, that, so I, you just kind of what I do is I realize when I look at you, I keep seeing a raccoon skin hat on. Yeah, I, I, it's a yeah. visualization even technique. Though, even though I don't have one, you keep seeing. I've been it on reading me. a lot of these Tony Robbins books about visualization, ah, so I visualize you wearing ah, a, a, a hat like that, and and so also I've been visualizing having a guy on the show who actually is the owner of a bank. I've thought I've thought about. It. I've been visualizing it. And I keep looking at Sam, the producer, and Sam's like, quit looking at me. I, I'm not a bank owner. I keep running around. And then now we actually have the unicorn inside the box that rocks. Sean Copeland, how are you, sir? Great. How you doing, ma'am? I am doing excellent, and I'm excited to introduce you to some Tulsans out there who are uh, currently enjoying a subpar banking experience. They're currently uh, putting up with it. They're banking somewhere else. That's a lot of people. Could you That's explain to the people what they're missing out? What kind of accoutrements, pageantry, decor, atmosphere, service they're missing out on if they don't switch over to Regent Bank immediately or before? My problem, what is accoutrements? <laughs> accoutrements. I'm, I'm not <laughs> familiar. Well, the accoutrements I'm from are, Bags, Oklahoma. Okay. I, don't, I don't have, I don't have uh, that. Here's an, here's an accoutrement. You know uh, the way uh, how like basketball players right now in the NBA playoffs, you wear like a sleeve, like a right, compression right, sleeve, yeah, yeah. and then a headband, and then like a knee band, and they wear some sort of compression thing. What Coach Calvert, what are they wearing underneath the kneecap? What are the players now wearing the band underneath the kneecap of some kind? It's supposed to, yeah, and then they got little. like tights on under their shorts. We call them sympathy, sympathy wraps. There we go. But it's basically <laughs> a lot of decor that you have to wear to get geared up to play a game. We do. We have banking uh, head wraps and <laughs> sleeves. We have that. We do have that. Okay, so, so where, where can people find out more about Regent Bank? Tell us about it. Of course, our website is bankregent.com. The good news is the there was a Regent Bank in Florida that just sold. So Ooh. we think we're going to score regentbank.com. Come on we're now. so excited. This is You hear, heard it here first, everybody. So, you know, our game is to help small business owners grow. Yeah. And we do that via banking services, no doubt, and being responsive and trying to give them quick answers and give them good advice. But more than that, we do it through information. And so we spend, you guys know, we have Region Insider, Region Elite, Executive Luncheon Series. We have all of these programs, just like what you're doing here. We do that uh, for our clients as well. Now, we're talking today about how to get people to implement the systems, how to execute the plan. So let's just say that you're a thriver, you're listening, 
you own a, a oil and gas uh, business of some kind. Maybe you own, own a Jiffy Lube. Maybe you own, uh, own a dentistry. So you own some kind of business, and you've made the systems. You've, you've gone out there. You've invested in creating the systems, but you cannot get the people to actually do the systems. So I want to ask you at Regent Bank, okay? So let's say I'm a teller. I work as a teller, and I'm an entry level. I just started working there. What do you do to make sure that the tellers, on, on a very practical <laughs> basis, on a very daily basis, I know you're not the one who manages them directly, right. but how do you make sure that the teller is doing the right job and everything balances out properly, and how do you hold them accountable to implementing those systems? So you really have two major systems for that position. Uh, the first one is, like you mentioned, the financial, the balancing. And so every day they just have to balance by a certain by a certain time. Uh, if they don't, the supervisor gets involved. If they have trouble balancing like I did when I was a teller for an extended period of time, you are no longer a teller. Oh, wow. You either need to move on to be CEO. So <laughs> the... That was my story, Z. Oh, that's a good story. <laughs> that's, that's true. So the other system I think that's more probably relevant to what you're talking about is the client service system. Okay. And so in our system, we have mystery shoppers uh, who come in to make sure that they are asking certain questions, that they are recognizing the client by name, that they're listening well, that they're, they're fast in what they are doing. And so uh, this, is, this is basically a system that we've put into place to make sure that everybody gets the same service experience. Broadcasting live from the center of the universe. You're listening to the Thrive Time Show. And Z, I want I want you to comment on this because I feel like there's a lot of thrivers out there. I meet them at these workshops. I've met them this weekend. We had people coming in here from Montreal. We had people from uh, Cal California. We had people from Florida. And I hear it all the time. It's almost like the dirty little secret in business. They go, "Hey, hey, I, I am I'm a rare breed. I'm actually reading what I'm supposed to read. I've read the Traction book by Gino Wickman. Maybe I've read Scale. I've read the E Myth. I'm working on my business. I'm not just working in the business. I've done all those things." but I just can't get the team to do their job. So let's say that you were the head of a bank and the, 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 the teller was not doing their job. What do you verbally say, Z? How would you say, what do you say? Because you're a great manager. How would you do it? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you, you know, you, it's kind of like, do you have a clear understanding of what your job is here? Yes. You do. Okay, please tell me in your own words what you're supposed to do. I am uh, supposed to uh, make sure at the end of the day that the account, uh, that the money that's deposited is is equal to the number I, I report. Basically, I need to make sure these two reports zero out, they balance out, that the numbers are the same. Is that all, or is there more? Uh, I do need to make sure I finish cleaning the restroom, and I lock up before I go. Uh, anything else throughout the day? That's, that's your only responsibility? I need to make sure I tuck my shirt in. Uh, more? I need more. Uh, I need to make sure that the uh, fresh coffee is made every morning per your uh, request. Right. And then also, you know, you go through the list and you have them write it down. You have them write down the list. So now they're writing. They're saying these things and writing them down. It should be on the list. I need to greet, greet uh, um, employee. I mean, greet to customers with a smile. I need to call them by name whenever possible. I need to be, you know, neat and orderly. I need my appearance. I need to do the transaction, um, you know, as quickly but efficiently as possible. I mean, so they write all these things down, okay? A written checklist. A written checklist, and they've helped write it. So now there's no excuse of, I didn't know, you know, I'm kind of confused about all what I'm supposed to do and all this and all that. And then what happens is they continue to not do the list that they just wrote down and they keep right there in the front desk or someplace close and handy. If they continue not to do it, then you... You replace them and get somebody else. I mean, it's not that hard. I mean, here's the thing. People say there's no good employees out there. Let me tell you something. Oh, come on now. Let me tell you something. Okay. It's like going into TJ Maxx. Mm. 
Mm. From week to week. Go ahead. It can be a little suspect. Suspect, ha! But if you dig long enough. Preach it. If you get on the rocks and look far enough. Go ahead. You're going to find your right side. Okay. And it's going to be a great deal. All right now. And that's how it is looking for employees. You just got to keep flipping around the rack. You got to have group interviews. Oh. You got to go through a bunch of them. Hey. And then you got to hire fast. Unbelievable. And if you need to, fire fast. Ha. 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 That's unbelievable right there. Man, I just got all, I, I got I got sweaty. I started to, just my sweat glands, the energy. Z, you, you, were, you were preaching that, my friend. Now, Sean, I want to ask you this because we come back. I really want you to dissect this because you have this executive lunch series. You have the educational series. You have all these things that Regent Bank does to educate small business owners. And I'm sure you've run into somebody who is committed to staying small. They, they, they say they want to be big. Right. They say they want to grow the business. You but you see these self-fulfilling uh, prophecies. Basically, they refuse to do what they need to do when it, when it comes to holding their team accountable. And you see that dysfunction and you want to help them but you're not their boss, you're just their banker. I want you to be able to kind of help the thrivers out there who are stuck in that cycle of, of fail. Stay tuned, thrivetimeshow.com. My name is Nikki Warren and I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma. The name of my business is The Mocha Butterfly and I'm a fashion designer. So I heard about the Thrive Time Business Workshops through a dear friend of mine and I got a chance to meet with Clay and Dr. Z. And uh, as I talked to them a little bit more, uh, I love what they were doing and it just made me you know, more intrigued because I really wanted to grow my business. Well, what I've learned is that uh, for, for my business in particular, uh, marketing is needing to be, you know, get it, I need to step it up a lot more and, and the, uh, just focusing in on some key things to get that really going is going to really get me where I want to go with my goals. I think it's fun. It's a fun atmosphere, uh, which most business oriented, you know, I'm an artistic, you know, artsy person. And I tend to lose interest very quickly if I don't have something to keep me engaged. And, you know, the humor, the real life experience, um, and the casualness of it is just really engaging for me. And it's just very relatable. And so for me, I am having a, a, a ball. Like, I was so excited to come yesterday. I was had, I had butterflies, literally, <laughs> butterflies in my stomach. And uh, I'm just really excited to be here. Well, uh, it's an interesting place. It's got a lot of uh, words of affirmation and quotes and things like that. Very positive environment. Um, the people here are very nice and friendly and I love the way the uh, room is set up. It's very open space type of a uh, model and um, like I said, it's it's a it's more of a casual environment. It's not stuffy and professional. You know, like it's professional, but it's not stuffy professional. There is a difference, and so it's very warm and inviting here. Love the teaching style. Love the presentation. Uh, very organized and easy to follow. Um, and like I said, the real life experience and the humor just adds that much more to it. I know people who go to different workshops and. You know, I, I don't, I'm not sure if they're grasping all of what's being presented there, but I am almost 100% sure that if they come to a workshop like this one, they will get some great golden information that's going to help them meet their goals if they're willing to apply what they hear. There's no upselling here, um, which I, that wasn't really a big concern for me, but if, we're, if I were talking to someone who's very concerned about upselling, I would tell them that they have no worries here and that, like I, you know, I think that this uh, environment is very relaxed, inviting, warm, and engaging, 
And so even it, it does actually makes you wonder like what else what else is there? I won't lie about that. Uh, so it's kind of more of an independent intrigue rather than someone pushing you into the intrigue of what else is offered. Um, I recommend coming to this workshop because it is um, intimate, an intimate setting, uh, great people. I've met some really cool people doing some cool businesses and the teaching style and the presentation is awesome. Tulsa, welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. For people listening from uh, Nashville, Tennessee area, for people listening from Montreal, we met Thrivers this weekend from Montreal, which is in Canada, who they, they said they listen to the podcast every day. They go to thrivetimeshow.com to learn more about how to grow their businesses. Welcome to the Thrive Time Show. Today we're talking about and I, what I believe to be a very difficult subject for a lot of people, and I think it's a thing that gets skipped over all the time. I see business owners who say, I want to make an efficient call center. So they go out there, they buy the phones, they get the phone recording system, they read Gino, Gino Wickman's book, Traction, they have defined the key performance indicators, they have made the scripts, they have defined the values, the mission, they've done all of those things. But then the person whose job it is to execute the system won't do it, and rather than holding them accountable, they, they keep tweaking the system and they kind of avoid the real issue, which is getting somebody to do their job. Now, before the break, I had asked Sean Copeland, the head of Regent Bank, I had said, hey, you work with small business owners all over the, all over the, the, the Oklahoma, Northeast Oklahoma and Oklahoma City <coughs> area. Many of them come to you for education, for tips and advice. And, you know, sometimes you tell them what to do as it relates to executing and then they don't do it. And I was just saying, you know, it, what would you tell these people directly? What are some of the patterns you've seen? So, so Sean, give us your, your insight, my friend. You bet. And it is an extremely good topic because you're exactly right. It's one thing. We give away a lot of information. Uh, we, we give away our marketing tips. We give away our strategy tips. And the reason that we do is because we're not that worried about our competition using it because they don't execute. It's oh. about it's about execution. You can have all the ideas in the world. So, so here would be my thoughts. First and foremost, I think Dr. Z just uh, really made a very good point when he said hire slow and fire fast. Um, I think the biggest one is the people that you have. If you have the right people, you don't have to overmanage. You don't have to micromanage all of the time. But uh, in addition, what we see is uh, number two: there's just no ownership. Uh, of the of the problem you know everybody's blaming everybody else it's unclear who's in charge nobody's been given direct responsibility for managing the system and so making it very clear uh, who is in charge and what the expectations are and then and then finally people are just unfortunately they're just too nice and and what happens is you don't realize that by not making by allowing people to not do their job you are making a decision which is to keep that person which is very frustrating to those that are doing their job. So let me let me give a scenario that I know that Coach Calvert cannot relate to of score basketball. <laughs> I know that Dr. Zona could not relate to this. None of us could relate to it. This is other people. Right. Probably the not others. even you, the listener. This is other people on other planets. But here here is the here's an example. You hired somebody and they were the right guy four years ago. And now they're going through something. But that something is now a 
it was something last month, but this month it's, it's, it's a new something. Now they're basically in a, they're, they're not the person you hired. They're, they've they've, they've kind of drifted, and they're blaming their lack of performance based off of things that are happening outside of the workplace, but it's become a, a pattern. This is their new normal. Uh, Z, I'm going to start with you. How would you handle that? Well, I had the unfortunate uh, situation where I had um, um, a person that was high up in one of my businesses doing a great job, and for whatever reason, she thought... Um, uh, doing doing drugs would would be a good new move for her and um yeah doing drugs so uh changed personality uh changed uh work um you know conditions for her in the sense that uh she went from being a sweet nice bubbly person to short and mean and and just a whole different person and i um finally after a few months you get your head wrapped around it so we did the right thing we um um, I'm not saying names, so I'm just, just this hypothetical person here. Hypothetical. Hypothetical could, person. You don't even know the gender of the person. Yeah, it could be, you know. Transgendered person. Who, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Um, so we did rehab, paid for by the business, you know, and kept her on payroll, paid for the, you know, by the business to give her every opportunity. And then she had a checklist of things that she needed to do when she got out of there. You know, it was, we sat down, we had to come to, you know, I'd say a little come to Jesus meeting, as I say. And so we went through this plan and then she didn't execute the plan. And so we had to let it go. And that's just the way life is. You know, I can't, it's unfortunate, but, you know, people make decisions and they change. You know, something like that happens and they, and they change, you know. And I guess, you know, one of the toughest things um, really with employees for me is if you've, got a, if you've got a good employee, let's say you have two good employees. Okay. And they don't get along. Oh. And, and they have a lot of tension between them just for whatever reasons. Well, one wants to play Careless Whisper all the time at the workplace. Okay. The other one yeah. doesn't like music at all. Oh. You know, so one just keeps turning it That's on. And the other one says, could you turn yeah. it off? One says, I kind of like it to be romantic. Yeah. The other one says, stop it. And so it's just that sort of passive aggressive yeah. issue. Yeah. And, you know, that's, those are the, those are, that's where it really gets tough. You know, whenever you have two good employees, they're both doing their job well. But then they also have to understand that their job also entails getting along with, they don't have to be besties. They don't have to be like, you know, hey, let's go to lunch every day and hang out. But sometimes you get these little clicks. Sometimes you get these little social things that are going on in your yeah. office. And now with social media, as big as it is. Oh, yeah. Sean, and you, to address this, maybe coach. But, uh, you know, with all that as it is, it's, it seems like it's so easy. We live in this such an offensive culture. Everybody gets so offended about stuff so quickly. You know, I mean, I was. Well, you've offended me twice on the show today. <laughs> very, very, just twice. Offended. He offended me daily yeah. and hard. Daily. So, so Sean, you might deal with that a little bit. You know, you've got two good employees, and socially, they are just butting heads, not getting along very well. And, you know, you, well, let what, me tee what, up what the scenario. What are some moves? Let me tee up the scenario here. So, Coach Calvert, let's say, Coach, and Coach, I know this has never happened to you, okay? But here's the, here's an example. You have two basketball coaches, okay? Okay, maybe three, two coaches. Have you ever had a coach that disagrees with the other coach? Have you ever seen that happen where one of your coaches sincerely does not like the other coach? Has this ever happened? Actually, no. Really? Well, you're a unicorn. Okay, well, I'll, I'll, I'll go to my, my business back in the day, okay? Mm -hmm. So, DJ Connection, we had our two top sales guys hated each other. Sean, has this ever happened to you? This has happened to me. Okay, educate us. What do we do? It just happened to me. Oh. Interestingly enough, two, two, two fantastic employees, uh, both of them high performers, both of them did not like each other. So, tough one. I counseled them both individually, said this can't happen. It kept happening. Uh, I didn't want to lose them both. And honestly, it got to a point to where we're real big on our core values, and one of them is caring, and it wasn't. And so, here's what we did. Okay. Both of them came in and sat down in the office, 
And we said, I said, if I hear of either one of you treating the other one uh, inappropriately or talking about the other one, both of you are fired. Wow. And here is the paper. And please sign it if you want to remain employed here. And they signed it. And they are best buddies to this day. Really? That's, impre- that's impressive. That's a, you know, I, I just know that it is so hard for so many people to get their team to execute their proven plan. And we come back, I want to talk about sales calls. We all have a, the coach, you have a business where your team has to make outbound sales calls. And we come mm. back, I want you to share with us about that. But somebody fills out a lead, they, f- they go to the website, they fill out a form saying, I am looking for basketball camps, basketball lessons. They say they are looking for glasses. They are looking to set up an account. There's leads. And we're in this kind of digital clutter world where the inbox might stay full and maybe the leads don't get called. And there's kind of that uh, cosmic habit force. Z, I hate to say it, but it comes from the root word jackass. It's jackassery. It's a wealth repulsion problem. And what happens is the leads aren't being called. And so I want to ask Coach, you know, how you do it, how you hold your team accountable to calling those leads. I want to ask Sean how you do it. I want to ask Z how you do it. Because I know there's thrivers out there who are saying, nobody on my team will call my leads. They're always so busy. They have other priorities. There's always things that are coming up. But how do you find the time to hold your team accountable to calling your leads? Stay tuned. ThriveTimeShow.com. My name is O'Neill Bent, and I'm from Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. I first heard about the uh, business workshops through my wife, Sharita Bent, and uh, I learned a lot more from her. And also got follow-up calls from different members of the organization. Some of the things I've learned uh, about starting my business through Thrive is uh, making sure I'm spending my money on the things I need to spend it on. For instance, uh, like my search engine optimization, uh, my marketing. I'm constantly reviewing the content that I have on my website, and um, that's just a few of the things. The overall experience I've had from the Thrive Time workshop has been uh, wonderful. I love how uh, everything that we learn is practical. It's not based off of book knowledge. It's not based off of uh, someone else's ideas. It's based off things that have actually worked and uh, have been tried and true. When you walk in, I mean, we came into a smell of wood burning. Um, There's a chimney outside, so we walked to the building. And when you get inside, you almost feel like there's like a, I I don't know if it's it's like a pub slash club slash work environment. It just feels really good. You have music blaring, uh, friendly faces, people saying hello. And then when you sit down in your seat, you have uh, nice, uh, comfortable chairs, a wooden desk to work on. Um, and everything looks modern, so it's a, it's a really refreshing feeling. Clay's uh, presentation and, and teaching style is very um, efficient, effective. It's also endearing, though, because he's, he's very comical. He'll talk about different things he's been through, um, and they're all very funny. But he also hits the exact points he needs to hit at the right time. Um, you never feel like, man, is he ever going to stop talking? You always want to keep listening, and then when it's breath- bathroom break time, you're surprised it's already there. So um, I like how he talks about these practical experiences and uh, it's very enjoyable. The interaction of the workshop is, is mostly, uh, Clay will, will give you information that you need to know, but then he also opens it up for questions. So there's always this um, question and response type of situation. And then there's certain things where 
um, he'll direct you to do things and it's because he knows that that's the way to go. You might question it, but I highly encourage you just to listen and do. And to jump into a business and think that you know everything is um, the most prideful, arrogant thing you could ever do. But to come here and to speak to someone who's already done this many times, has directed several businesses and can give you wisdom and, and information, I think it's, it's wonderful. And I think uh, you, you can never do anything on your own. You have to have other people around you to help you. And he's definitely helpful. The experience I've, I've had at coming to Thrive Time uh, workshops is I was never upsold anything. I mean, I come in, they do exactly what they say they're going to do, and they leave it up to you to follow up and do the work. And uh, I think that's the way it should be. So it's very straightforward and they do what they say. I recommend that everybody should, should check out Thrive Time Workshop because there's so much knowledge and information there that you can use to help you run your business. And like I said before, I, I don't think you can do anything completely on your own. And when you have so much um, resource and knowledge in one area, you can use all of that and, and get exactly what you need. Thrive Nation, welcome back into the conversation. It's the Thrive Time Show on your radio. And for those of you who are counting this just in, I did plant our 71st tree this past weekend. So now we have 71 trees that I've planted on our property. And my, and my, it's, it, the Amazon is being destroyed at a rapid rate. You know, there's just acres of it being destroyed all the time. So I'm planting one tree every weekend in a show of solidarity to help improve the ozone quality, the, the quality of air, and really just to block out Anybody else who might be looking at me, I'm building a wall of, of evergreens around myself. You know, I was thinking earlier in the show, you've been using this reference about me of, of Daniel Boone. You are the Daniel Boone of and entrepreneurship. You've been, and you've been you know, picturing me in this raccoon hat with the tail going down the back of it. And I was just sitting here wondering at what point your house is going to be more secure than the Alamo was. Well, we have you've the, got your wall going up. We got Paul Wall. His name's Paul. He's putting up the wall. Paul okay. Wall's putting up the wall. Paul Wall. My wife has the, the it's a gate with a C on it that's yeah. been approved now, yeah. so it's going to open and shut. It's an exciting thing. We got the the wall, the evergreen. Now, I, yeah. we, I've recently been pushing her towards barbed wire behind said wall, yeah. Yeah. and she recently has said she agrees. Now, when do you think I will be able to, to do the test? Well, uh, there's, I, two there's two tests I'm, I'm going to do on your property after you get it ready. Are you going to? One is it is it trebuchet? I'm going to set up a trebuchet across the street and see about how how the, what kind of damage I can do with that. Really? Yeah. Wow. So I want to make sure that you're trebuchet compliant. Okay. And then two, I am going to try to either dig or sneak over or somehow get past the wall. You know, as a as a, as a young kid, there was two things that every every kid knew. There's two things. One is when the when the uh, Nintendo game would not play anymore. And, and by the way, they didn't have email or internet. No one told Sean Copeland. They didn't say, hey, when the game stops working, do this. But Sean, all of us, we pulled out the game and we blew inside the game. <laughs> and we put it back, right? Yeah, and then all right. of a sudden that's we're right. playing Duck Hunt again. Yes, yes. But do you remember going Pac on Man, some forum? Pac-Man? Pac yeah. Do you remember reading some forum about how to make your Atari work? No, yeah. it just it was a universal thing. The second thing is kids know that if you step on a crack, you're stepping on lava. 
They knew they all the kids know that in the world. And so see what I'm doing is I'm taking lava technology, which kids all across the world are afraid of, and I'm putting that in a moat behind the barbed wire, behind the wall, behind the pine trees. You will not be able to get in. Well, we'll find out. I mean, I'm gonna test it. I'm gonna do the like I said. I'm gonna build a trebuchet over in your neighbor's yard and just pummel <laughs> you with with boulders and rocks just to see how this how it stands up. And then the second test is to see whether I can I can you know get into the castle. So okay, I mean, you know. Well, I brought in Marshall Morris, one of the producers of the show. Marshall Mor- Marshall Morris, how are you doing, my friend? You doing good? I'm doing spectacularly. It's uh, quite honestly, I'm dare I say, sensationally today. Now, Marshall teamed up with a controversial figure, Mr. Steve Currington, to write a book called Call Your Leads, which is basically a book devoted to just calling your leads because you've coached so many clients who will not call their leads. Am I, am I correct, my friend? You're absolutely correct. In fact, it's like unbelievable how uh, not interested in calling leads some clients are just because they feel like marketing is the goal and closing the leads is not the goal. <laughs> okay, so we're going to go around the horn here. We're starting with Coach Calvert Can I here. ask a question? Yeah. Did Steve Carrington write any of the book? Uh, he he is he is a co-author of the book. I know, I know, I, I know. But did he write any of it? He, he, his contributions can be found at some point in the book. You got to look. You got to definitely look hard. But he's provided a lot of marketing help for the book. He enough to be a co-author. Marshall actually writes. He actually writes speeches for political figures. So no matter what you ask him directly, you'll never he get will never answer. give you a direct answer. I, I got my answer. Steve Thank you. spiritually impacted the book by being present some of the time. Okay, so here's the deal. So Coach Calvert, in your business, how do you get your guys, your ladies, your team to call the inbound sales leads? We have a whole system set up where when a lead comes in, we write it down on a piece of paper. On the paper, it has recorded every day that you call them, every day that you're supposed to, uh, what you do with them, phone numbers, all that kind of stuff. And then every day we're calling those leads. And with that, uh, we record when they're coming into our lessons. So the, the receptionist knows when they're coming in. If they don't come in, then she calls them every night. And so it's tracked very carefully with every lead. Now, Marshall, push back on us. Have you ever worked with a business that does not call their leads? Or I guess what percentage of all of the businesses, we're talking pizza businesses, mortgage companies, restaurants, um, dentistries, what percentage of the businesses that you've worked with where they have a lead, do they actually call the leads? Okay, I would say 30%, 30% of business owners out there, not our business owners that are listening to the show, not, no, our not those people, not those people, not you people. but 30%. Are not calling their leads in my experience in my experience are not calling their leads now i would also say this i would say 80 percent of business owners not our business owners other business owners yeah, other people are not calling their leads enough people who are currently listening to rush limbaugh right now are not calling their that's leads right, enough our right. listeners definitely call all their leads now i want to ask you this here i want to ask you sean copeland uh the the head honcho of regent bank that's the official title the head honcho when you own the bank you get to go by whatever title and he says Moving forward, I would like to be addressed as the head honcho. People say, okay, fine, Mr. Head Honcho. I want to ask you, why why do people not call their leads? How do you hold your team accountable for calling their leads? Please educate <laughs> us about lead calling. Well, the reason that people don't call their leads is because they don't like rejection. It's uncomfortable. You know, you don't want to call up and the person says, hey, I'm in the middle of dinner. You know, you're bothering me. And so that's that's why. Um, people say they're too busy. They come up with any variety of excuses. They move the paper clips from one drawer <laughs> to the other, you know, but at the end of the day, they just don't like uh, rejection. 
So what we do is all of the incoming leads, we use a, a CRM system, a Client Relationship Management System. Mm. And, and it's very similar to what uh, Coach Calvert's doing, but it's, it's uh, more electronic. And so all of our incoming leads go to one person who is a uh, sales fanatic. I mean, she, she thrives on this stuff. She's an animal. So we kind of found that person that loves it. She, that's just what she does. The, the bigger issue for us is we have a VIP client calls every 90 days. So oh, really? every 90 days, our relationship manager should call their uh, VIP clients. And that's the same deal. They have to go into the CRM system. It pops up, tells you when you need to call. You mark that you called. Uh, frankly, it's the honor system. We will do some spot checks yeah. um, every now and then, you know, particularly if I know the person, I'll just kind of work it into conversation. You know, have you talked to such and such lately? And if they say no, and if the person has marked it off as called uh, on their uh, CRM system, then we will talk. Now, Z, I want to ask you this. You're, at your auto auction, I know there's so many businesses you're involved in, it's hard to almost emotionally go to one at a time because there's just so many. It's just, it's a complete, it's unbelievable your, your domination over Tulsa. Are you taking over Des Moines next? Because Des Moines is kind of like It's Tulsa. on my list. It's on my list. Okay, so here we go. We're going to the auto auction. When a lead comes in, there's maybe a used car dealer who wants to come out to your auction, wants to learn more, wants to get, in, you know, get, get uh, some interaction there, some information. How do you make sure that your team is calling the leads? Well, we do two things. One, we, um, we have a, a, a program, kind of like what these guys are talking about, and it shows, it'll flag when a dealer hasn't been there in, say, 30 days, 60 days, 90 days. And so what we do is, you know, we just use car dealers come in there. So we have a system where we go in there every month, we pull up who's, who has it, who's been there before, because once they get there, they get registered. And then every time they come in for the sale, they have to get a badge number, so they have to register there at the sale. So a very good tracking system of who's been there and who's not been there. And so, you know, sometimes it could be 90 days and you finally get them on the phone and you find out that there was a huge problem and you need to get it fixed and get them back. You know, so sometimes that's really one of the things we're trying to mine and do. And that's my sales team's responsible. They take one day a week and they each work on their own list. Now, too, whenever whenever a, a potential comes in, those get handed off to the to the sales team to to call up to figure out to educate them on what it takes for them to sell their cars there, get signed up on it, um, all that kind of fun stuff. What kind of motivational uh, words of encouragement would you say to a sales rep who chooses not to call their leads? You're fired. Really? Yeah. No, I mean, I would say it's, you put up with it as long as you want to put up with it, right? But I think I'm more of the, you know, like I'm, I'm taking my, my entire sales team on a, on a fun trip this, this next weekend coming up. You, guys, you taking you know, them to that, uh, Coweta? Um, well, it's... Uh, How'd you know? I, I don't know. There's something about you that it's doesn't say Kawita, so I thought it was like a verse, reverse psychology it's move. Actually, it's actually, I think, more, more like Muskogee. But uh, <laughs> so what I, I gave, I gave, I gave <laughs> yeah, I gave them uh, some targets to shoot for, and they did their sales. They did, you know, and there was components of it, you know, calling people, getting new people in, how many people can we have registered, and, you know, we need a reminder to come in, and, and also, too, sometimes you'll have a set of cars that is maybe a little out of the ordinary and you know some people that are that buy those kinds of cars and so every week it's a little bit of a game of making sure you know half the, half the battle is making sure we get the cars there all right you got to have a car there and then the other battle is making sure we have someone there to, to, to buy the car is sounds it sounds crazy i know but is it is it too early to cheer for the team is it too early to cheer for your team over there at z66 auto auction no cheer away <laughs> Wow. Oh, oh. Way to go, guys. Now, I had uh, I had some audio that I was able to record. Um, you had brought in a motivational speaker. I did. And uh, apparently they canceled. And so they had a Bill Belichick impersonator that, that, that sat oh, in no. for the speaker. And I got audio of, of their, their, their talk for your team. No days off. No days Sorry, drivers. No days off. 
I gotta take that back away. No days off. Wow, that was quite an inspiring talk. Now, Travis, when we come back, we're gonna talk about what if you're battling internal jackassery. Now, I have gone through this. Now, maybe you don't know what I'm talking about. We come back. I'm basically going to tell you a story about myself that will make everybody listening feel better about you in comparison. You, you, this is a story, well, you're going to think less of me as a result of this story. But this is true, and this is what happens when you can't motivate yourself to sell something. Stay tuned. ThriveTimeShow.com Here's a little song I wrote. You might want to sing it. I'm Sam Parker. Okay. I'm Karina Parker. And we live here in town. Um, we're looking to be in like the food industry. Thrive Time workshops, we've learned about advertising and what we need to do to get our name out there, what we need to do to get to the top of Google, uh, you know, the necessary steps that we need to take right now to get to where we want to be. The Thrive Time workshop experience is, is really um, encouraging and it's, it's great hands-on um, information and stuff that we can relate to because we're able to talk to people here that are going through the same stuff that we are. There's motivation everywhere. If you don't feel motivated, then something's wrong with you. He's very upbeat. All over the walls. Yeah. Uh, he's very funny, uh, like a comedian, but at the same time, he wants you to learn. And so if you have any questions, he's willing to help you and uh, talk you through anything, any questions that you have, but at the same time making it fun and encouraging for you. He's also very candid. He doesn't hold anything back that most people are like, ooh, maybe I shouldn't say that because it's offensive. Yeah, you can tell he, he's being real. He doesn't real. care about offending people. No, he just wants to help you. <laughs> So I heard an advertisement that said to leave your wallet at home and I mean that's what it's been the whole time. It hasn't been like, oh, make sure you stop by our table in the back and buy 10 books and sign up for a two year subscription with us. It was just like, hey, you know, what we do offer, there wasn't pressure and it's a month to month thing. It's not like you're signing your life away. Kind of intense there. Bruce is talking about if you're acting like a dog that's been beat too much, you spend half your life trying to just man, that was that was intense there. But the, the, the moral of the story is if you're born in the USA, you have what it takes to be successful. We live in a, a, a culture, a time, a place in American history where you th th there's never been a better time to be in business. I don't care who's in office, whether it was President Obama or President Trump, this is a great opportunity for you to turn your dreams into reality. And, and I have a story, though, Z, I want to share with the Thrivers about what not to do as it, relate, as it relates to executing your system. Z, are you emotionally prepared? I believe I am, but sometimes your stories can take some kind of strange twist. So we'll see. I'll, I mean, I'm, I'm going to try to hang in there. Okay, now here, here, here's what happened is my wife gets a job at Office Depot because we're, we're newly married. And I pointed out that I don't have enough money to pay said bills. So I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get a job at Applebee's, at Target, and DirecTV. True story. So I worked all, all three jobs. And occasionally what you do is you can't text and drive. But when you pull up to a stoplight and it turns red, you can change shirts. You know, you go from the Applebee's shirt to the Target shirt. You get to work that next shift. Sure. So you don't have to go home. So I've got all three jobs. And my wife comes home and says, did you sell anything? And I'm going, for crying out loud, don't, why do you have to ask me that? I've got deals in the pipeline. I'm working on the DJ connection. We've got some big deals in the pipeline. And she says, um, if we could pay said bills with the potential pipeline, that would be awesome. <laughs> but we're going to have to turn off the air conditioning. This is a true story. So we're over there at 71st and uh, Lewis right behind the Marriott Hotel. And I said, 
we can we will be able to pay all of the we will have as much we will I said we will buy air conditioning for all of the neighbors in the apartment complex I'm going to sell so much Oof. so she leaves and again I sit down with just me and my thoughts and I organize okay I move my stapler I move oh, yeah. my print pieces I move my 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 call script okay. I, and I get ready emotionally to make calls and then she comes back in and she says so did you did you did, did you sell anything today? And I'm like, would you just? I've got my pipeline is vast. It's huge. So now we're we're living without air conditioning. I have no deals. I got, and I go see Clifton Talbert for a motivational word. Tulsa's he's kind of Tulsa's mentor. Okay, Clifton Talbert. He helped introduce the Stairmaster. He's a motivational speaker, best-selling author. He says, Clay, how many calls are you making today? And I said, you know, like seven, you know, eight, you know, that kind of thing. He says, you're you're going to be impossibly poor if you can't. Make the, and he gave me a Bible verse about how a man who cannot provide for their Man, wife right. is worse than... A, I can't remember the verse. I'll, yeah. I'll look it up over the break. But it was like a pretty yeah. heavy-handed verse there. And so I went home, and I'm going, okay, I've got to make calls. And so, Z, this is what I did to motivate myself. And I don't know if you've ever had to do this before, but I was so scared to make the calls. I was afraid of rejection. No one taught me that in school. And so what I did is I decided every time I booked an appointment, that convert, like every time I booked an appointment, I would just put a little tally mark. And if I got five in a day... I would call in to the sports buzz, you know, the sports buzz back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. And I would call in Mark Waddell and I would act as though I was an irate OU fan because in Oklahoma, there's a lot of people who love OU or hate OU or love OSU or hate. And I'm from Minnesota and I frankly don't care. And so what I started doing is I started calling in and acting like I had an irate take about the other team if I got five appointments. And so that was my move. And I got to do it about once a week. You know, I'd call in and go, hey, man, I'll tell you what. I went to that OU game, and them fans have no class at all. I hate OU. And then it would just stir up the thing, and I would laugh all day. Well, I ended up meeting Mark Waddell, and years later, he's like, you're the crazy guy that used to call in. But that was how I motivated myself because I was so afraid of making calls. I needed a little reward. And I think if you're self-employed, I mean, see, if, if someone's self-employed and they're listening right now, and they don't have the self-discipline yet, to make the calls, they're afraid of fear like I was. Their wife is freaking out because they're, they can't afford air conditioning. What advice, what Clifton Talbert moment, what would you say to the person who says, I'm just so scared of calling my leads. I just can't handle that type of rejection. You know, like George McFly from, from, from Back to the Future. I just can't take that rejection. What would you say? Well, I would say that what, make the environment as spartan as possible. <laughs> Try to don't have the TV on. Don't have a video game plan. Don't have, uh, you know, things that can take away your attention from making that call. And just force yourself and, and give yourself a little reward. I like, I like that. In other words, saying to yourself, okay, when I make 10 calls, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be able to have uh, uh, something to drink. You know, when I make 10 calls, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go in there and get a snack. When I make this, when I do that, that. But the main thing is, is to try to barricade yourself in and try to keep... All the things that will distract you because you're like, oh, look, a butterfly. I was looking for things to oh, distract I know, me. And I then know, Clifton, I know, Clifton like, gave me this verse, and, and Sean just gave me his phone. Sean Copeland, the, the head of Regent Bank here. It says, 1 Timothy 5.8. This is pretty heavy-handed by our main man, 1 Timothy, by the way. It says, anyone who does not provide for their relatives, and especially for their own household, has denied the faith. Oh, the, denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Uh, than an unbeliever. That's that's not good. That's not, not good. a. That's not good. That wasn't an encouraging verse. Sean, what would you say? I mean, have you ever been to a place because you you built your um you know what I, I met you when you were at Citizen Security Bank right and I don't know what your title was but you were kind of just getting going and then you went from there to being I think the Chamber of Commerce president for the Bixby Chamber and then you went on to Grand Bank and then Regent. 
you built your business by cold calling. I mean, you picked up the phone and called people you didn't know. How yeah. did you get over that fear? So someone told me, and I don't even remember who it was, that all you're doing is you're trying to find a fit. Okay? It's, it's not personal. You're, you offer something. You're trying to find someone that needs what you offer. And so it becomes less about, um, you know, I've been turned down and they don't like me and all of those types of things. And more about, hey, if it doesn't fit for that person, that's okay. You go to the next person to find the fit. Uh, I want to ask you this, Z, because you've, you've dealt with this in your business. I'm sure you've had to call banks and ask them to invest in your company. You've had to do some pitches to get your businesses off the ground. You've had to do countless pitches. I mean, how have you emotionally been able to encourage yourself? When, I mean, have you ever dealt with feeling like you didn't have what it takes or like you're feeling a little bit, you know, a little bit scared? Sean Copeland said it right. It's nothing. It's nothing personal. Just business. Just business. You gotta take that personality thing out of the way. Absolutely. Yes, You're just gonna say to yourself, hey, I'm doing them some favor. With my lead pipe, I gotta lead pipe. It's a good fit, it's a win-win. It's a win with you. If it's not, you go on. What I want you to do is I want you to give me 40% of your profits, and I will protect you. I will and protect you. I was, it's a win-win. I protect you. If you don't pay the 40%, I don't protect you. You see, you can't go and get protection out of that. See, I wanna know where. Why did, why, did, why did you put the horse head in the office? Need, it's so weird with the horse head in the studio. It's so weird. We need a we need a throat lozenge, real bad, <laughs> real real bad, real bad. Here's the thing about it: is practice in front of the front of the mirror. Talk, 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 talk. Go over the scenarios and then call people with a little bit of confidence. And you just you just got to keep doing it. Keep overing it. Keep get your little call script down and do it, do it, do it. And and I know I remember back in uh, junior high, there was this girl that I wanted to. You know, we all had that moment. We're sitting there staring at the phone. There's some somebody you wanted to call. I'm ready. I'm just you want, you want I'm to go skate. It. You want to take it to the skate world. I'm picturing that her right now. Her name's Ashley. Ashley. You know? I'm Ashley. Amanda. Like you know, Amanda. Samantha. Jean jacket. Samantha. You know, she has a jean jacket and she's just so hot. Big bangs. Macy. Oh, big bangs. Macy. Macy. Yeah, back in the day. And then you look at that phone. You're just staring at that phone. And then you pick it up. And then you dial like, <laughs> you dial about half the number. Then you hang up. You know, you're like, Oof. Oof. when your buddies are with you and they're going, dude, you got to do it. Yeah, and then they, they try you pick it up again, and now you almost get the number dialed, and you just got one left. You just can't do it, and you hang up. Oh, oh! And then you go you go skating by yourself, and she's there with your buddy that uh, was watching. Well, you know how I got over. It. You know how I got over it back in the day. You know how we got over it back in the day. How'd you get over it? What you would do is you would you'd wait to the last song of the middle school dance. Because the last song, Sean, have you ever done that? The last song? It's of the a middle? slow dance. Slow dance. It's always a Every slow time. dance. Yes. That's a definite winner. You cannot be rejected. Careless Whisper. Care- oh, nice. Nice. Now, Coach, Coach, I want to ask you this. How have you gotten yourself encouraged to pick up that phone and to call somebody when you were slightly nervous? Well, I'm a big believer on what you think is what you do. Mm. And so I would do mm. things like tell myself, and I do, I do this with my coaches as well. I tell them to assume that the person's going to like our program. Assume that they know enough about our program that they'll want to be in our program. It's just all the mental things I would tell myself. I would assume that the person's going to like me, that they're going to like our program. Oh, yeah. They'll dance so, with you. Yeah, before i a red dress on over the corner. <laughs> I actually remember those days, and it kind of gives me stress. <laughs> but it is, it is very stressful because you're setting yourself up for rejection. It's like everybody said, and you're going to get rejected. You start doing cold calls. You start calling potential clients. You are going to be told no. 
right? You just can't let that affect you. See, before before you and I discovered the elephant in the room, you when you had that big perm, you know, back oh, in the yeah. day, yeah. Um, you would kind of look into a mirror and you would do those positive affirmations. And I don't know if you're aware, but I was like eight at the time, but I was miking you and I have audio oh. of what you were saying oh. in the mirror. Hopefully this works out. Because I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. And that, and that was what you had said that's to get yourself encouraged. Yeah, I pumped myself up like that. Okay, so I want to I ask you here now, Sean. So let's just say that I am thoroughly motivated to make the calls, but I don't have the self-discipline needed to actually write a script that makes sense. I see a lot of entrepreneurs go 90 miles an hour in a circle. I see a lot of entrepreneurs who will come in and say, I'm making a 360-degree life change. And you're going, you're going back in a circle. Right. So what would, you, what would you say to somebody who has maybe the, the, the discipline, the will to make the calls, but not the will to prepare or to buy the call list or to do the scripting or the, you know, I mean, you see different entrepreneurs. What Absolutely. would you say to that kind of make and model? Yeah, I would say you need to reach out to an expert to help you. Um, there are people, yourself included, that can help businesses with that. Um, we all need to do what we are best at. I mean, at the end of the day, delegate everything but genius, whatever it is that you are the best at. So if you're good at making calls, but you're not good at creating the marketing and the scripts and all that type of thing, get some help. Now, Thrive Nation, here is, here's a way you can get some help. One, you can go to thrivetimeshow.com. You can download the podcast. You can subscribe to the podcast version of this. Two Z, we have in-person workshops once a month or 15 hours of power. And why would somebody want to invest a Friday and a Saturday to come out to an in-person Thrive 15 workshop here at the Jinx Riverwalk? To learn the 13 magical steps that we teach to how to start and grow your business. You know, it's only $500 you can bring three employees. And, oh, by the way, if you can't afford $500, we have a scholarship program. You will not be turned down for lack of funds. The other best thing I like about it is that we're no, there's no upselling. It's not to get you in the room, then pressure you in some other package. You know, this is a, you know, the real deep secret. Oh, the other seven secrets are going to cost you seven thousand. There's none of that. The sixty-seven steps to success will be released at the next teleconference. You know, they're funny. They're they're high energy. It's a good time. You get to meet other business owners that are in your same shoes. You can kind of network with people all around the world. Actually, we've had. We had uh, some Canadians in this, uh, the last time we had one, and you could go to the thrivetimeshow.com website. That's thrivetimeshow.com. And we have uh, you know all the FAQs, frequently asked questions on there. You can find out when the next one is. You can register for it because you know we only have so many tickets, and uh, uh, they're awesome. Now, Thrive Nation, what we're going to talk about next is executing as it relates to naming things properly. Okay, so you have a digital file. We're in, we're in this digital age. And maybe you have a great graphic design print piece, or you have a great file. Maybe you have a customer's information. You know, maybe uh, let's say that Jan Smith just called you, and if you don't enter it into the database properly, into your CRM, your customer relationship management software, it doesn't matter how good the software is, you won't be able to retrieve it. And so we're going to get into Z the importance of saving things properly. I am especially passionate about this subject. Well, and I tell you what, when we come back from the break. We have a little special something that Clay and I are going to do for one lucky group of people this year. And so it's a way that we can, right now, you can save probably about a thousand bucks by listening to this next segment and being the lucky one. So, And as a little contextual clue, it does not involve me sacrificing my body and eating as much Oklahoma Joe's as possible. Because I would do that for you, Thrivers. I would sacrifice. I would have those baked beans. 
those burnt ends. Z, I mean, we, we would be willing to put ourselves out there, but that's not what we're going to do. That's not what we're going to do. But when we come back, we're going to explain what it is. One of you is going to win it. Z, can you talk to me right now just before the break? We have time. Just right now. I just want to know real quick. Well, it's... it's it, I don't have time. Okay. Come back. Stay tuned. My name is Sean Lohman, and I'm from here in Tulsa, actually, Owasso. I own a residential redevelopment company, so I buy properties, and then I fix them up, and then I sell them for a profit. Well, Thrive is very non-industry specific. So when we come here, there's business owners from all different aspects of business. You know, they're doing all different industries, and he's teaching us how to look at it from that angle because he's he owns nine businesses clay clark owns nine businesses so he's he knows what's in common with all of them so he's teaching these big principles things like just the backbone of how a sales conversation should look or specifically what your your marketing campaign needs to look like in order to make it be sustainable um, those are some of the biggest things that i'm going to take away and implement immediately it's, a, it's an intimate environment, you know, there's less than less than 30 people here, business owners, so you get a chance to ask questions and it's just really informative and um, inspiring. Oh, this place is cool. There's a lot going on in here. There's a lot to look at. Um, there's a lot of uh, inspiring and motivational things on the walls and lots of accomplishments and just uh, a very cool yet productive atmosphere. I'm coming in here yesterday and you know we're, there's a sales team in here, it was Friday. So you know they're, they're ringing appointment bells and hitting gongs when they're making sales and it's just a really um, motivating environment to be in to see you know, how, this, how this business is done basically. Clay's presentation style is really great. This is kind of a no BS, very direct sort of style, but he'll also get you know, non-specific with, with what he's teaching and then he'll get very specific and he'll use stories throughout the process to really help it connect to you and, and make it implementable. Consistently, he is, he's offered an opportunity to ask questions at the end of each workshop. And so that's really where, you know, the learning takes place is asking those questions and, and getting those direct answers so that we can, you know, take those action items away from that. Uh, I don't see enough questions being asked, and sometimes that's just natural. Um, but if people are missing out on the opportunity to ask questions, they're missing out on the opportunity to learn. And so if there's anything that's going to stop you from learning and growing, it's you. If you're here, you're going to learn and grow as long as you're motivated to do that. And these other seminars that I've, I went to six actually in the last year. So uh, of these six, uh, at, at every single opportunity, you know, at the end, always, there's always a back of the room thing. Hey, you can spend a little money here and get this or that or this. And although those things are helpful, that's not always necessarily the best feeling we want to get. So he wants us all to know, and he's very clear about the fact that he's not trying to upsell us anything. His motivations are different. He's not trying to sell us. He's trying to help us. He's trying to mentor us. And he's very open about it. So I'd say it's, it's awesome. That aspect of it's awesome. We need more people who are motivated in this world. We need more people who are willing to become entrepreneurs, who are willing to create jobs. We need more of that. There's not enough of it. So that's, the, to me, the message. That's the, the goal is mentor a million people is this company's idea. And it's a beautiful idea and I'm behind it 100%. So I wanna contribute in any way I can as I move forward. This is just awesome. Thrive Nation, welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. My name is Clay Clark. I'm the former USSBA Entrepreneur of the Year, sent here on a diplomatic mission to educate America about how to start and grow a successful business. Dr. Z, we're just trying to make America boom again, my friend. We're just trying to make America boom. 
Well, most new jobs are brought about by small business getting started. I mean, what, 65% of all the new jobs will be because someone out there listening to this goes, I think I'm going to start a small business. And just to validate, just since 1995, 65% of all jobs have been created by small business ah. owners, according to ah. Forbes. I know this because that's what I do. And so, Thrivers, I want to I want to make sure that you, you do something here for me here. Z is throwing out a challenge and Z's the kind of guy who I've worked with him for a while. And what, what he'll do is he will watch others make outrageous statements. He'll watch others kind of come up with hyperbole. But he'll usually just watch. He's a man who doesn't say words unless he needs to say them. He's an efficient speaker. But what he has done is whenever he makes the claim, whenever he says, I'm going to do this, he does this. And so he has this, this, this concept, this idea that is, is truly a game changer. Z, can you can you go ahead and, and share with Tulsa what you've been marinating on, what your big offer is? Yes, I will do that now. If you go to an email, info at thrive15.com, you can go to thrive15.com and click on the email, or you can just email at info thrive15.com. And if you give me a compelling story why your event should be the one that has a free DJ system brought there, set up, and performed for you by <clears throat> none other than Clay Clark, DJ, the Clay. world's best DJ back in the day, and by me, Dr. Z, who has never DJed an event. It's on my bucket list. So what we're going to do is write in, tell us why we should be there, and we'll bring all the equipment, the fog machine, the lights, the whatever, you know, all the, the checklist, all the stuff that you know you want, and we will DJ, and I promise you this, it will be an epic 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 time well we had one thriver that called in and left this voicemails you know i want to i want to kind of play it here on the air and uh, hopefully you can kind of break it down for us i think they had they had there's 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 some initial interest starting to brew amongst uh, the the tulsa community here i got a fever and the only prescription is more cowbell see are we going to bring more cowbell I mean, can we bring cow people want cowbell are you willing to Absol do that absolutely and it could be a wedding it could be a birthday party it could be a bar mitzvah it could be a pool party it could be whatever you want write in info at thrive15.com and how much does the dj go now for a thousand bucks what is, jason the DJ has raised prices so i, I know i'm kind of out of touch a little bit but i will say typically a dj is about seven hundred dollars okay seven fifty yeah. i know the last two events i did they're kind of skewed because they were for they were kind of these one final show i did a, i did a wedding for your daughter bridget yep, 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 yep. and then for dr joe lie the orthodontist in town so yep. i've been out of the game for a while but i'm, I'm telling the thrivers if you want to take your event to the next level if you want a soul train line that takes an hour and a half to get through if you want people People to leave with their lives positively impacted forever. If you want people to have a quasi-spiritual interaction with the Rapper's Delight, you want to give us a call or email us, info at thrive15.com. Give us a compelling reason why you want us to come DJ for you, and we will make that rendezvous happen. Now, Z... We're choosing only one, so make it good. Now, Z, here's the deal. We've had, uh, we had a guy on, on the show here, uh, for anybody who's just tuning in, we have Sean Copeland. He's the president. He's the CEO of Regent Bank. And you and I were thinking, how can we thank somebody for supporting the show yeah. uh, so immensely, so completely, so holistically? And so what we did is we formed a committee. That committee could not make a decision. So we formed a, a subcommittee. Perhaps you've seen this in the world of government. Yes. And many years of committees were formed. And then you and I, we disappeared, as entrepreneurs often do. And we came back with a track that is now the official, what we want to be the official Regent Bank yeah, jingle. It, it's not official. 
We it's wanted it official. to be the official, and we, we we sent it to Sean via email, and he didn't respond. And I realized he must have a blocking. He's probably busy. He's probably busy. It was too large. So I, I text him and I said, Sean, can this be your official song? He said, Absolutely not. And when he said not, I was thinking, Is this some sort of delayed April Fool's theme month? And so, see, I'm going to cue it up, and all I can say is that. It's going to make you want to rush to the lobby of a Regent Bank. So here we go, Thrivers. If it sounds familiar, it's because it's awesome. We'll see you in the lobby of Regent Bank. Regent Bank. Regent Bank. We can get quality suckers. Quality suckers. Low fees all the time. Regent Bank. Regent Bank. Growing 10 times faster than the average banks. Here we go. Regent Bank. Regent Bank. <laughs> One more Three time, Thrivers. Help us. Okay, ready? Here we go, Thrivers. Oh. Come on now. We want to see you in the lobby of Regent Bank. Oh, Regent Bank. Regent Bank. And when I was wearing purple when I when I, I demoed the song. Yeah, you were. And I had lace. You maybe wear lace or something on yeah, it. Yeah, it was kind of a, a lacy, kind of a lot of velvet. Lacy, kind of a, yeah. And Sean wouldn't even look me in the eyes. It was like it didn't happen. Yeah, the it's like It was the chaps. Sean, yeah. have you ever been to a grocery store where you said bye to somebody on aisle three? You said, bye. Hey, good to see you. Bye. Yes. But then around aisle eight by the ice cream, you saw them again. Yes. But you acted as though you didn't see them because you've already <laughs> said bye. That's what Sean's been doing to me ever since that moment. It's like since I wore the purple with the plat- the platform, he just won't look at me anymore. It's bizarre. Well, I mean, I think you should at least give it some strong consideration being the jingle for the bank. I, I know he, he you know, was, gave us that job to come up with the jingle, and I quite frankly think that's a pretty original kind of jingly kind yeah, of yeah. memorable thing. N- nobody gave you the job. <laughs> that's what, that's, what, that's oh. what I'm trying to explain. This when, was when all... Extemporaneous. When he own. said, oh, definitely do not <laughs> write me <laughs> a, a jingle, a jingle oh. I, I understand his mastery of persuasion, and I knew that his reverse psych- psychological yeah, battle, yeah, yeah. his warfare, wasn't going to win <laughs> on us. We knew what he wanted, and so we <laughs> devoted the time needed to do it. See, I, I, I'm, I'm excited about what we have done. Absolutely. Now, Sean, tell us, give us like some bullet point reasons why, if I want to start a business, if I own a business, uh, if I want to grow my business, why I should come into Region Bank. We are business owners. I mean, the very simple bullet point is you got an executive team, a board, a shareholder group. That's what we do. So we understand what you're going through. We understand business. We understand cycles. We understand timing and urgency. We get it. And you guys are growing a little bit faster than the average bank at this point. How much faster are you growing than the average bank at this point? Dr. Z built it into the jingle. I don't know if you caught that, but 10X. 10X? I just thought he said it because it might quasi-rhyme. It was an easy, convenient rhyme. That was like an Al Sharpton sermon where things just rhyme conveniently. And how's Oklahoma City doing? Killing it. Killing it? Is that, I mean, guys, I'm just being in, in the banking. I mean, are you guys getting into like uh, cattle too? You guys, no, but it's doing well. Things are going well. We're not killing any cattle in Oklahoma City. Things we are going are well. Zero to about zero to 70 million in two and a half years. How big is the bank now? I mean, how many millions of dollars of assets are you managing at this point? $7, $18, how many dollars? We started at about 70 million when we bought the bank, uh, closing in on 400 today. Oh, now Thrivers, I'm going to tell you, if, you, if you're going to grow something from 70 to 400 or from any number, if you're going to scale something, you have got to nail it before you scale it. You've got, you have to, it has to be exactly right. It has to be detailed. It has to be precise. Because if you start to scale 
a fail, you're going to get disorganized. Your, your, your brain will explode. People were running around saying, people will run, will run around your office saying, where's the passwords? Where's that file? I can't find the file. Where are the passwords? Where's the thing? What thing? I don't know. And you start to waste all this time and dysfunction. And that's not what you want to build. You don't want to build a disorganization. You want to build an organization. So stay tuned as we talk about the execution of building a detailed organization. ThriveTimeShow.com. My name is Tyler Schultz with Witness Security from here in Tulsa. Well, I actually started listening to uh, Thrive on the radio, 1170, and uh, then I got my dad into uh, listening to the show, and then it actually turned into Clay gave us a call, and uh, we started actually working with Clay on a weekly basis. He's helped us drastically when it comes to the SEO, getting us high, a little bit higher in different markets. Uh, we then he offered the conference and just learned a lot when it comes to the sales and um, the employee side of things. It's going to help our business drastically. Oh, very um, intuitive, just uh, pulling you in to break down each part of your business. Uh, the interview process, the employee process, um, if employees not working out, you let them go. It's a drastic experience. You just have to come and check it out. I mean, there's so many things that they can help you with. Clay's a funny guy. Uh, he just wants to get into each and every uh, person's business and help you out. Oh, I know I've asked a couple of questions and he's uh, broken down that question and answered it uh, in several different ways. There, there are so many different things. The SEO, uh, first and foremost, he will help you get the, the more business coming in. And then once that is coming in, then he uh, helps you with the employee process of, uh, do I need to hire more people? Do I need, what, what do I need to put in place? And he gets you there. You hear of all the other different type conferences, and I, I myself have never been to one, but uh, the walking on coals and all that stuff, that just seems like a bunch of hype that isn't really needed. And I know of several people that have gone to those type conferences, and yet they haven't, because there's no action, actionable deals, you really don't have any moving forward steps. It's just hype, and it's not needed. Well, just the cost in and of itself versus $6,000 for one conference and no actionable steps versus $1,500 and there is actionable steps. Uh, you can't beat it. Welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. My name is Clay Clark. I'm the former SBA Entrepreneur of the Year and the guy formerly known as DJ Clay sent here to help you start or grow a successful business. And many of you may be asking yourself, why do you guys do this? Like, what is your motive? I think that's a big question people have is, you know, what is your motive? Why are you doing this? Um, I can say from my perspective, and I know I'm Z, I won't speak for you. I'll just speak for me first here. But I know that growing up without financial resources, it seems like the less money you have, the more of your time you devote to thinking about it. Like it, it affects every decision, you know, should I be on this basketball team? Should I not? Should we go here? Should we not? Everything is financially driven. But when you have success, 
um, it, it, financially. It's like on Maslow's hierarchy of needs. You can move up a level and not focus on food and shelter. How are we going to pay the bills? You can focus on what's the best use of my time? Who can I give back to? Who can I educate? And so we're just trying to help people, Z, get financially ahead. But why, why are you so motivated to do this show day in, day out? Because there's a horrible number out there. If you Google this right now, um, it, it ranges from different agencies that report on this. But anywhere between 80 and 90% of every small business that starts fails. Oh. And I hate that. You know, I see people pour their heart, pour their life, pour their money, their savings, all their hopes and dreams into starting a business. And then it fails. And it, there's, it always fails for there's a certain number of reasons. Pick one of those reasons, and it fails. Undercapitalized, you didn't come see Sean Copeland at the bank quick enough. You know what I'm saying? Um, you're not using your marketing, your three-legged stool. Uh, you know, you're not, you don't, you can't get your checklist. You can't scale it. I mean, you can't uh, get it. You know, you can't do the things that we teach you to do on this show. And that's why I have a passion for doing the show. That's why we do our in-person workshops. That's now where why we started Thrive15.com three years ago. That's why we have our one-on-one -on -one business coaching. We're all about helping you become successful. Felt really bad about it, but we had a person I met at a workshop two workshops ago. He's a guy with a great tasting product, and he gave me a, a bottle to sample of yeah. his product. And the when you get a, a bottle of, of, of a product to, to uh, sample, and it doesn't have a proper label on it, it's scary. Even when given by somebody as a gift, you almost say, uh, did you make this yourself? Uh, have you tested it? And so his whole need area, his biggest limiting factor was um, branding. Now, let's just, say, let's just say, though, you have your branding, you have your sales together. Now you're starting to sell some things. I want to start with you, Coach Calvert. I want to get your feedback on this. And then I want to get Sean's feedback on this. You Then once you start to sell some things, you start to hire people. And if you're not careful, people in your office will not save things physically in the right place store things in the right place or save things digitally in the right place they just put things everywhere and chaos becomes the norm coach how have you worked to fight against chaos as you've grown score basketball from a startup you know 20 years ago to now where you have hundreds of members in your gym i mean you guys are rocking and rolling out there at 128th the memorial at scorebball.com i mean things are taking off how do you stay organized there well i'll give you a good example is i went to look for the key for my safe and i couldn't find it we can't get in our safe that's uh one good example of how not to do something oh that hurts uh two ways one is we put everything in dropbox and so all those things are listed in there second thing is i've got one lady that's responsible for all the keywords all the just everything that we need to know that we need to find out later on she's responsible for that so as far as a technical tool i highly recommend dropbox.com as well um, the thing about dropbox that i like is this happened just this week we have a lady in my office who's working very hard she has an incentive to do well and z she came into the office and she said something to me about the files and i'm going to tell you uh, what she said, and, and you just process it for me. She said, Clay, I lost my laptop with all of the files on it. And we'd gone to Denver, Colorado, right, to get said information. And I lost it all. This is a trip. We'd sent four people on a mission to Denver. She said she lost it. Now, in the back of my mind, I know everything is synced to Dropbox, so it's all good. But, Z, how would you be feeling if somebody lost key data that you've just spent and you, you, you paid a team to go there for an entire weekend and someone comes back and says, oops, I deleted it or lost the data? How would you process that? Oh, I'd be upset about it. But, I mean, things happen. I mean, that's why you back things up. I mean, 
you know, two, if they didn't back them up, if they lost it and didn't have it backed up in the cloud or black, backed up on something or, 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 you know, copied somewhere else, I mean, then it's almost like <laughs> just your head explodes. What do you do? You just. And that's why Dropbox so, is such a great tool because exactly. it automatically backs Puts it up there. for you. So yep. I just encourage everybody to do that. Sean, I want to ask you, how have you stayed detailed and organized? Because here's a scenario I would see. I would see you would, you'd open up. You, your the bank is doing well. You, you took over the bank from Nawada. You, you hire a few key people. And one guy says, I'm going to save it this way. Someone says, I'm going to save a file this way. Everyone starts doing their own thing. Pretty soon, confusion could become the norm. But that hasn't happened at Regent Bank. How do you stay organized? <clears throat> well, we brought in a very senior staff to start. And they knew you had the vision of where we wanted to go. And so one of those was everything is saved. Dropbox is a little tougher in a regulated industry like banking. Um, so we have everything saved on the shared drive. Mm. Um, everything is in uh, specific folders. We use naming conventions, like you mentioned, so you can find things. Um, and so, and, and we have an IT director that is constantly making sure all that's being done. Now, I have a notable quotable I'm going to read to you from Elon Musk. And Sean, I want you to kind of take it. I'll go slow. You take it in. I want you to unpack it for us, okay? He sent an email to his entire team at SpaceX losing his mind because he's so irate that people keep using abbreviations. Here is his email that, that went public by, an, by a disgruntled employee, made it public. Here it is. He says, there is a creeping tendency to use made-up acronyms at SpaceX. Excessive use of made-up acronyms is a significant impediment to communication, and keeping communication good as we grow is incredibly important. Individually, a few acronyms here or there may not seem so bad, but if a few thousand people are making these up, over time, this will result in a huge glossary that we have to issue to new employees. No one can actually remember all these acronyms because people don't want to seem dumb in a meeting, so they just sit there in ignorance. This is particularly tough on new employees. That needs to stop immediately or I will take drastic action. He goes on to explain he's going to fire people if they keep using acronyms. Can you talk to me about, I mean, how intense somebody needs to be about accurately naming things and, and maybe why Elon Musk was losing his mind when he's shooting rockets into space? Yeah, yeah. In, in banking, there are a ton of acronyms. And so they're just things that we've all known our whole life. And so somebody comes in, they have no idea what we're talking about. So I can relate to what he's saying. But the big issue when you're saving a file, you've got to think about the person five years from now, 10 years from now, 15 years from now, that's going to try to go find it can they look at that file name and figure out what it is? He says here on the email, he says, for example, there should be no HTS, horizontal test stand, or VTS, vertical test stand, designations for test stands. Those are particularly dumb as they contain unnecessary words. A stand at our test site is obviously a test stand. VTS3 is four syllables compared to the tripod, which is two. So the bloody acronym version actually takes longer to say than the name. And he's just so worked up about it. But you could see when you have thousands of employees how that could become a problem. Yeah. So, Sean, what's an action item for anybody out there who goes, oh, my gosh, all of my files are disorganized. I've just discovered everything is a cluster. What advice would you have? Well, we're a perfect example. I mean, you're talking about an organization that has grown by sixfold in really seven years. And so all of these things are very real for us. And so the things that we didn't do well uh, when we began are catching up to us. And so I would just say, think like people uh, in the future are thinking and think like people that may not know your industry. Think like they are thinking and uh, name things accordingly. Now, Thrivers, when we come back, we're going to talk about more things you need to know to become a good executor. Once you build the systems, you have to execute. When we come back, we're going to talk more about how to execute and get things done within your organization. Stay tuned. It's ThriveTimeShow.com on your radio.
gentlemen. This is my wife, Jensen uh, Watts. We have, she has a photography business that we're trying to get um, up and growing. So I, you know, listen to talk radio. I drive a lot for work um, and, you know, got tired of listening to radio all the time and I can't plug my phone into my truck. It's, it's too old. Um, and so, you know, one day the Thrive Show was just in place of the talk show I normally listen to. Um, and it was, you know, definitely more entertaining than most radio shows. Um, and so that's, you know, it took about a week or two before I actually looked more into it. I think it's wonderful. It's, it's been great. It's a great environment. Um, I love the feel in here. And I really love how, you know, entertaining uh, Clay can be as well. Um, yeah, I am so grateful to be here, and um, I've loved just learning everything. I'm, t I'm learning a lot about branding and how to market my business, because that's kind of where um, I've had a hard time is I can take pictures, I'm good at it, I have my prices and everything, but it's hard to get the clientele, so learning about the marketing has really helped me, and I can't wait to implement it into my own business after this, because it's been so great. We're so grateful to be here. I think yeah. I can go home and... Like, I have it written out, the, the steps that I need to take and, and everything, it's very practical. Yeah, a big thing that's, that's helped me, um, you know, even without business stuff is just, you know, a, a mental attitude aspect they have that I can apply to my current job and current life. I love it. I am laughing a lot of the time and it's so entertaining and I, I just love being here. It's awesome. I, I really like the smaller class group, um, so it is more of an interaction, even if it isn't, you know, a constant, raise my hand, here's the question, here's the answer. Um, it's just that kind of feel, just, just a smaller It's great. Yeah. They haven't tried to upsell us anything. It has all just been very knowledgeable, and they are just teaching you how to grow your business. So. Yeah. Clay's been very giving with his, his time, um, his knowledge, his talents. Um, you know, at work, you know, when I was telling people about this, like, I hope you're not joining some get rich scheme. <laughs> like, you know, even if it is, he's not going to charge me for it. So, yeah, I'd recommend it. Um, I mean, I would even love to come again. I was down at the new Amsterdam, but I decided I need to get back over here to the Thrive Time show. Z, Z, I'm, Z, Z, you are becoming one of the most prolific disc jockeys. I mean, well, I'm practicing for that event we're going to do. Z, I, I, you know, I pride myself on being a, a wordsmith, but I've run out of adjectives and ways to describe the it's the the, the visual. Uh, it just it's it's uh, it's uh, your, what you do with audio makes it almost visual. It's like a you're like a video when you play the music it becomes mm. almost video. I can see a dream within the dream. Mm. Basically, mm. you're like the Matrix. Pretty much, I am. I am very similar to the Matrix. I've been I, yes, yes. I am watching it happen. Isn't I'm it amazing. Next, it is amazing. The it's way a, he hits the buttons. It's, oh, it's, I just you, push. I just push that button. It's just. It's almost like magical. Do you remember the the, the, the connection that that Kirk had with Sulu, where he would sit down and he said, you know, he said, Sulu, hey, hey, I want to go to warp drive. You know, and Sulu was like, I, I, Captain. He could just hit the and Captain. He could have reached over and hit the button, but Sulu hit the button better. And, and then he needed Scotty to hit the power. You know, Scotty was always struggling to pull the power from the shields and give him the, the photon torpedoes. You're like Scotty and Sulu together, but with the logic of Spock. 
and you've got that sort of that gift of communication like Lahura. Well, you're probably right. <laughs> what in the world? I watched a lot of Star Trek oh. as a kid. That's what, that's oh, what yeah. happened. Did well, did well. Unfortunately, I was following you on that way too closely. Okay, so here's, here's the deal, Thrivers. Uh, all, all references to Klingons aside, we're talking about how to execute. We're not talking about killing people like the Klingons, but how to execute, how to get things done in your business. And this is the part that's very uncomfortable. It's when you hire somebody that's just dumb. And I hate to say it, but I mean it. We're living in a culture today where we're all ignorant in some area. And I'll just give an example. I know nothing about automotive repair. So if I found myself working, I remember I worked a construction job back in the day, my first real job working full-time construction. And my boss pulls me aside, and he didn't say these words but because he cursed a lot. But basically he said, you basically, Peter was his name, Peter says, you basically have no discernible skills. You have, you have no skills. And I go, you, you, I mean, I'm trying. He goes, here's what I want you to do. I want you to take this, this, this tool, we'll just call it a tool, and I just want you to drill holes into the footings all day for the entire time you work here because that's the only thing that you can't break. And I'm going, got it. And that became my thing. I ran around with that, you know, just the, the, just drilling down into the into the footings all day. That was my move. Was it jackhammer? The, yeah, it was, was like it's like a, uh, it drills like it's like an auger, but into the footings. Oh, okay. And you know, I mean, I've just had no discernible skills. But he found a way to put me at my highest and best use. And it became a joke at the end of the summer because he was like, you know, you're the best guy I've ever seen at drilling uh, vertical holes into footings because that's all you've done all summer. <laughs> but I but I became good at that thing, you know. Mm-hmm. So when you hire somebody and you get the, the feeling that they're not. Uh, fully mentally competent at that skill, but you hired them. I want to know ethically how do you... So I'm going to play a clip from Bill Belichick instructing his linemen, his oh, no. team, and uh, this is how Bill did I want to hear though how you two, how you three guys would do it. So here we go. Look, I can't put you in a game if you don't know consistently what to do. All right? It's, can't do it. Penalties, first and 20s, first and 15s. We, we can't play that way. All right? Fellas, you gotta con- look. Just relax. But you gotta concentrate on what the hell you're doing. All right. Offensive football is execution and assignment football. Know your job, carry out your assignment, and get it done. We we can't play like this. Okay. Okay, Sean. So here you go. You've hired somebody to work with you. Probably not at the bank now. This is way back in the day. <laughs> right. Okay. Right, right. It's, it's, yes. It's correct. long enough in the past. And you realize, oh no, this person is incompetent. What do you do? Well, it's happened, unfortunately. One is. Uh, I just got to stress, you got to slow down on the hiring. You got to slow down. Okay. You got to be careful. You got to use, we use testing. Um, it, it is very, very uh, predictive, whether we like it or not. We go around the testing, we're wrong. I mean, so we got to be careful. Once uh, you hire them, you got to be super clear on the expectations. Super clear. No, no ambiguity, not, I want you to do well. I want you to do X number. You know, we got to be super clear. If they're just not performing, that should not be a surprise. Our big rule is it should never be a surprise when you're being let go. It, it should never be a surprise. So you've got to give them, uh, we use progressive discipline. We do a 30-day, uh, a minimum of 30-day probation. I, I want to ask Z this question because Z, this actually happened with a client that I was coaching with about 18 months ago, and I felt awful. What? What happened? I'm in the meeting. Okay. And the business, um, they, they, they're basically, they're based in the Northwest and they train athletes. Broadcasting live from the center of the universe. You're listening to the Thrive Time Show. I can't script this stuff. And so we're on the conference call and I go, hey, I've noticed that 
the men who are checking in for the workouts, we have a mystery shopper coming to the program, and they're indicating that at no point did somebody do the warm-ups, but I know that it's on the checklist. So somebody, we have a, several of our trainers who are not doing the warm-ups for the male athletes. How is it possible if you're checking out the if you're checking off the checklist that you're forgetting to do the warm-ups? And I'm not kidding. This is what the guy said. He goes, well, what I'm doing is I, I don't want to, like, forget, you know, to check off the checklist because I know that, like, I get, like, a fine and you guys get all worked up about it. So I filled out all the checklists for the year. You know what I mean? And I'm going, you filled them all in advance? Well, yeah, bro, I filled them all out in advance, you know, because, like, and I go, wait a minute. And, and then the girls are the girls and the guys are supposed to be text in the morning. They're supposed to be sent a text reminder of what to eat or whatever. How are you, what what's going on there? I pre went in and sent them all out at one time. So you sent somebody like three hundred text messages at one time. Yeah, I didn't want to forget, bro. And you just realize this guy, degree or not, does is not playing with a full deck of cards here. I mean, right. see how would you handle something like that in your own businesses? Oh, I mean, you. I said, I said a million times. You put up with it as long as you want to put up with it. Oh, okay, okay, man, that's cool. Well, wow, that's really smart of you to fill out all those uh, for the year, and that way you don't have to even have to do any of them because it's already filled out, and you'll look good. You won't get in trouble, and it'll all be good. You don't, they, they don't even understand the basis of why they're doing it. I mean, that person's <laughs> that person's so kind of far off in left field. I mean. I, you know, if you want to sit there and work with him and, you know, hey, bro, hey, bro, every day, bro. I mean, that's up to you. I mean, you know, the thing about it is when you own and start your own business, you get to choose who you surround yourself <laughs> with. You know, you get to choose, you know, what, what you're going to put up with, right? And whenever you put up with stuff, what happens is, is actually you're better employees than leave. And you gather more average employees because guess what? They don't, if you're an A, a player and the dude's always late and you put up with it and don't do anything about it, it's like, well, I don't want to work. I don't want to be, I'm rowing the boat by myself every morning for 30 minutes. That's not what I signed up for, you know? And so, you know, it's, it's actually a cancer sale. And if you don't get rid of it, it just takes over the whole body. And then guess what? Then you get to get a shovel, dig a big hole. And just put your business, <laughs> put your business down in it. You know, be done. Sean, you had something you wanted to chime in. There. Our friend Lee Cockrell, yep. fellow thriver, yep. says is called flies in the kitchen. He says if there are flies in the kitchen, it's because you are allowing them to be in the kitchen. Now you remember Pat Summerall, Coach Calvert. You remember Pat Summerall? He used to do Monday Night Football with John Madden, and it's kind of like he never knew what John Madden was going to say, and John Madden didn't know what he was going to say. So I'm going to play you a, a little sound clip here, Coach. I want to get your reaction to this. Imagine being Pat Summerall. You're trying to do a, you're trying to cover a game. You're trying to call an NFL game. And this is John Madden's breakdown of a situation. As he said, he said, I always get him when I go, hut, 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 and then hut, and it's on four. Now watch him. He's going, hut, hut, hut. See, but the guy got his guy, Keith Van Horn, number 78, instead of the Ram defense. McMahon was trying to get them. And it got his own guy. <laughs> so like when you hear that, you know, if you're, I mean, we've all had employees that we were talking to and you realize this person might not be aware of what they're not aware of. Can you talk to me, coach? How do you do it in a kind way? You work with kids, you help coach kids and help them develop and kids are all different ages and development levels. How do you do it at scorebball.com? Uh, that's been a struggle of mine with employees of when do you fire them? How much do you talk to them? How much time do you give them? Uh, I go a little bit too long before I'm ready to fire them. I had one that uh, she talked to employee or to customers about her problems. She smelled like a furnace smoking. <laughs> like a furnace. She would take constant breaks. So I'd slowly address one subject and then I'd have to address another subject and another subject. So finally I said, this just isn't working out. 
Now, here's the deal, Thrive Uh-oh. Nation. Here's the deal, Thrive Nation. I'll, I'll tell you something that is working out. You and I, we've got a good thing going. We love being with you on the radio show on a daily basis, and we encourage you to take action because Thomas Edison said that vision without execution is hallucination. Proverbs 10.4 says, God blesses the hand of the diligent, and he punishes the slackered. I could go on to say if you don't sow seeds, they won't grow. But the point is, if you learn all this and you don't act upon it, it is absolutely pointless. So I want you to ask yourself today, what do you need to do as a result of what you have learned? And I encourage you, I implore you, I wish that you would check out thrive15.com. It is the world's most affordable business school because see, the first month is only one dollar. One U.S. dollar. 19 after that. And every time you sign up, a military person, whether they're retired or active, gets a free membership. And in Thrive Nation, check it out. When you go to thrivetimeshow.com, we also have in-person workshops. Our next one is coming up here very soon. And if you can't make this one, book your book your reservations for another month. We'll go to thrivetimeshow.com. Move number three, subscribe to the podcast at thrivetimeshow.com. Or if you need a one-on-one business mentor to show you the proven path and the millionaire map, check it out at thrivetimeshow.com. Book your one-on-one evaluation. In the meantime and in between times, you do your thing and I'll do mine. My name is Clay Clark. Thank you for listening to the Thrive Time Show. And Z, as always, we'd love to end with a countdown, my friend. Here we go. Absolutely. Here we go. Three, Three, two, two, one, one. boom.